Hey, pumpkins. Welcome to another week at camp. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Grab your sleeping bag and flashlight and gather around the fire for some wicked fun. As always, this week's thrills and chills are chock full of spoilers, so listeners, beware. Ooh. Now, for this week's tale of gore and more. Ooh. So welcome to... Oh, yeah, sorry. So welcome to another episode Mm -hmm. of Copulators Die First at Camp I Don't Want to Die. That is true. Because we Uh, are continuing this theme in light of uh, taking a day off, a whole week off. We took some personal time. Yeah. And And, um, and we're feeling refreshed. Yes. And what, what I did want to say before we jumped too far into anything is... I do really want to thank everyone for all of the well wishes and nice messages after I posted um, about Luca passing away. Um, I know that for some people, uh, they don't have the same reaction to a pet dying because, you know, it's an animal. But um, I think for a lot of people, pets are real family members. And that was what it was like for me and Arthur with Luca. And um Especially, especially here at Copulators Die First, our fur kids are our kids. Yeah, all seven of them because my seven fur kids are also Nick's seven fur nephews and nieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think Gus is the most um, uh, aggressive with his love when I see him. Um, uh, that's because Gus and I are the same creature. Yeah. And we're, um, we're, we're both aggressive with our affections in the most uh, well-intentioned of ways. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I, I was more aggressive with my affection towards Luca because he was a stone-cold bitch for the most part. But Sometimes um, you gotta be a stone-cold bitch. Yeah, no, we just, you know, we're, we're definitely doing a lot better. We did, like, a clean-out of the apartment for the most part, and we have to go pick up his ashes, um which is going to be weird, but, uh, you know, life is getting back to normal. Um, every once in a while, it's still like in my head, I'm like, well, we better get home. Cause we got to get home for Luca. Excuse me. As I burp. Um, it's a pattern. It's a routine. Yeah. That you've so made it's, yourself. It's going to take a little bit of time to break that pattern, but you know, no offense to Luca. It's kind of a relief to them. Be like, wait, no, you don't like all of your time is yours. Right. Um, so that's, that's that's the one thing about having seven animals is that my time right. is very uh, very dedicated to them in a really really great way. Like I, I love spending time with them, but at the same time, like man, I would not like to have to stop home midday of doing errands just to let my puppies go potty. Yeah. It's a it's a, it's a good twenty minutes out of my day for a pit stop. Mm-hmm. But um, it. Honestly, I feel like pets train us to be really good uh, parents to <sighs> yeah. future human babies. But, you know, yeah, future I mean, being the some, operative part. At some point, I'm going to have to stop home and let my baby out of the crib <laughs> and take right. it outside for a potty. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, you can't keep them in the crate all day, obviously. No, so, no um, clear, clearly not. Baby uh, crates. Baby crates. Maybe that's something we should work on. I'm going to trademark that. Baby, baby crates. crates. Yeah. Baby crates. It's like um, <laughs> it's like a cradle, but um, it's a little more structured. Keeps your baby in place. Do you have a small human? 
Do you not know how to store them properly? Well, lucky for you, the first year of their the first year of their life, they're basically liquid. So lucky for you, just put it in a box, carry it around with you. It's like a backpack for. I always really have wanted like to get one of those baby Bjorn backpacks for Gus. Oh my God, I wanted to get one so bad. I feel like because Gus is the most um, affectionately aggressive, that he would enjoy that the most. Well, we, I definitely almost did a couple of times, but then I had to remember that um, Luca wouldn't have been able to breathe because, you know, he's brachiocephalic and stuff. So that would have actually probably been super not okay for him. Uh much like a human baby, you shouldn't crush their lungs, you know? Yeah, I mean, just like a human, <laughs> you shouldn't crush their lungs. Yeah, the more you know, right? The more uh, you know. Like NBC. Um, there was another thing that we wanted to talk about. We have a couple things we want to talk about. It's yeah. kind of like a clean house because we've been off the grid and the last two episodes were pre-recorded-ish because yes. we had anticipated getting a lot more done. But unfortunately, time was not on our side this last trip. And, like, stuff Ugh. just didn't work out the way we wanted it to. But no. it's fine. And that's why we have other trips for. But, so, um, a couple of things that we want to discuss. Um, nobody's in trouble. <laughs> we are officially, I think, this weekend. By the time this airs, we will be breaking 1,000 downloads. Fingers crossed. And you Fingers know what? Crossed. Some podcasts hit that right away and it's like not a big deal. And some podcasts take baby steps and um, we're definitely the baby step variety. But I also feel like, you know, in this refresh, recharge um, place that we find ourselves in, we have a shiny new website, a gorgeous new shop with lots of items that Ashley and I have really wanted to have for a while, like beanies and snapbacks and uh, aprons. I don't know. Um, I, don't, I mean, yeah, for my all my grilling needs, I am a hat-wearing son of a bitch. It'll be 90 degrees. I have a, it's about 75 today. I have this wonderful beanie on that I purchased for both Nick and I. And I'm very excited to get mine. I'm probably going to mail yours this week, to be honest. I have a bunch of things to mail, so... You're on, you're on my list. Ooh. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. I'm Do you scared remember that? too. Do you remember that? No. By the bell? No. When Jesse gets hooked on caffeine pills. Oh, I do. Yes. Yep. That yeah, was that was that, an episode. Zach Morris is a dirtbag. Yes. Oh, um, right. Yeah, they did do that one on Zach Morris. Is it uh, blah, blah, blah. English words. Okay. English words. Um, We have... A, another collab coming up that I'm very excited to do with um, the gals over at Toil and Trouble Podcast. Um, they are a lovely bunch of humans. Megan and Tori are like probably one of the nicest people I've ever met on the internet, which is surprising because I usually hate m- most people in general. Um, so that is coming up uh, next week, I think, Nick. I know we're recording next week with them, but yep, I didn't know it is what next you week. wanted to do as far as releasing it. So that'll be the next episode. But this episode we are currently recording 
is episode three zero. Oh my god, yes. So I guess it technically is kind of special. Yeah, it's like the momentous more than midway through the year episode. I mean, you know, we've we've made it through our tumultuous twenties. Oh girl. You have no uh, idea. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I don't think there's a single person on this planet other than me that is excited to turn 30. Like, I mean, yeah. I am pumped. It's very much life reflecting, or, or art reflecting life for it's, you. It's been a very long 2019. Um, I'm still working on growing as a person. It's very difficult for me. <laughs> but, but um, you know... I'm very grateful for the support system that I have obtained via the internet. And unfortunately along the way, I've kind of like had to take breaks from other friendships because they were emotionally detrimental to me Um, from my own perspective, like because of me that they were emotionally detrimental to me. Like I am the reason. And it's taken me some time to like reflect on that and I'm really feeling like a sense of peace in life now that like I'm reaching 30. Zachary, my cat is throwing shit on the floor as I'm trying to have a serious momentous um, Mm -hmm. emotional occasion without my therapist because (laughs) I'm not paying for this this week. Um, But yeah, I just feel like 30 episode 30 turning 30, I feel like they're just momentous occasions for yeah. us for us as a group, um, for us as a pumpkin patch. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wonderful wife is throwing me a birthday party for my Yay. 30th. Um, and I politely asked her to make it a funeral for my 20s. So, Nicholas, if you'd like to attend my funeral, please. That's, like, a great idea. A funeral, if you will. Because it's just going to be fun. Yeah, so I, number one, I love this, and you do you, and um, uh, it it is very important to clean house, and um, to open up the windows and doors, let it breathe out, maybe sage that baby, you know. Um, I did get sage today, now that you mention it. Well, I mean, (laughs) hey, witchy woman... Um, it's just, you know, I I will, you know, speaking from experience, being a 31 year old homo, um, -hmm. 30 is a really good chance to just like step back and reflect on what has happened thus far and really pinpoint what's important and what goals to continue putting your energy into and which you can get rid of. And, um, I'm glad to hear that you're in that place, you know? Thank you. And it's, like, it's nothing against the people or persons that, like, I'm having to take a break from. It's me and my own mental health that has been, (sighs) it's been a roller coaster of a year with my mental health. And I'm really striving to maintain the status quo of my brain. And it's very difficult. Mm -hmm. Um... To be quite frank, and I mean, like, I feel like this is, like, the best place to talk about it. Like, I've already gone through fucking three med changes this year. So it's, like, once you figure out your mental health prognosis, like, 
it's really difficult to find what meds work for you and your specific brain because all brains are different and they're all garbage. So, <laughs> well, you know, they, they are made of, uh, garbage jelly. I don't know. I should, um, gray matter. I know my gray, gray matter, matter is just fucked. My so, gray matter is garbage. Alliteration. Can we have a shirt that says my gray matter is garbage? I'm going to write uh, that down right now. Thank you for taking the notes, my... Madam Secretary. <laughs> oh, I like that title. My gray matter is garbage. And just so everybody knows, I am writing right now with you know, those pens that were like more popular in the 90s where there's like a portion of the pen that's clear and has liquid in it and like something is like floating, you know? <gasps> yes, I have one. I thought you were so... going to say a gel pen and I was very excited. Oh, no. But um, so this is like one that is very specific to my um, to my profession because in the liquid there is a ovum, an egg. Oh. Not not a gray matter. Okay. And then and then a whole bunch of little sperm. <gasps> I love it. Post it to Instagram. I want to see it. Oh, let me take a picture. It's from the Oregon Reproductive Medicine. Oh, clinic, I guess. But um, yeah, you you go to conferences and um, you pick up all kinds of fun shit, you know. Um, speaking of conferences, I think that's something you and I are striving to do soon. Yeah. Not a conference per se, but maybe like a con a convention. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, circling back around, dodging around my mental health. Um, our new store is live. Yes. Uh, Nick and I are very excited about it because we spent a really long time together handpicking items and going through items together in the shop that we thought everybody, including ourselves would like so um this week oh well not just this week but until august 14th which will give you time after this airs uh our shop is on sale it is 15.15 percent off um you don't have to enter any codes i don't think you just go to the top of the banner where it says get 15 percent off Mm -hmm. um and you click the little doodad and it'll just i guess automatically apply it to your cart I think there is a code. I don't know if you have to copy and paste it or not because it is like, but regardless, the code is readily available if you need to use it for your sale. Yes, Um, it is through 8.13, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we have 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14 designs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, and, and more to come because we just planned another one. And that's how live podcasting works. And also that um, other random one I sent you the other day that was a request from Deanna about my weird <laughs> extracurricular oh, yeah. morning activities. I Super swear, girl. something. It's not like it, I mean it's weird because it's me, but um, <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm really glad that that's a thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. We are going to announce another giveaway soon. Soon, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I just feel like I am feeling in a very good place right now. You know, um, I, I myself like is a very good refresh and I feel like we're going to do, do everything at a gentle pace. 
uh, we're not going to dive into anything too aggressively because, hi, that's how you burn out real quick. Yeah, and I mean, we're still grinding, but I think we're doing it in an excited manner where we're doing what we want and um, and hopefully you enjoy it and uh, we get this, you know, love fest spread wider and further and faster and stronger and uh i believe i just quoted kanye west potentially but that was a little bit of kanye west mixed with like some daft punk all right not mad not mad because i do like yeah but i like old kanye i don't like new kanye yeah no i mean no 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 oh no oh no um but let's say something and i forgot what i was gonna say now um whatever um we're in a good place and I think that's great and I think that although we had to lose our baby boy for this refresh it was really good for Arthur and I in terms of physical space reflecting mental space and uh um we we were worried a long time about his health because he was eating weird and things like that now and again but um at least we don't have to worry anymore. And uh, he passed away very quickly and suddenly. And at least we had answers that he had heart disease. And, um, you know, it, it was it was tied up in a nice, neat little package. It's just a package I didn't expect to be delivered to my doorstep um, when it was delivered. And uh, that's life. So That is life. And unfortunately... Uh, these things happen unexpectedly all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, my really good friends, my hometown best friends that I hang out with every weekend, Deanna and Danielle, that you've met, yes, and and love and adore them very much. They also lost their baby boy kitty cat, Mr. Gravy, who was one of the prettiest, weirdest, silliest cats that I've ever met in my life, and. That was also an unexpected thing, and it happened, like, literally three days after Luca passed. So it's just been a really rough week for CDF. And with that, all the sad stuff behind us, we're going to do something fun today. Right. So, yeah, let's cleanse the space. Everybody get up, move around a little bit. Get that energy flowing. We're going to sage this episode. episode We're saging it. Sage this episode because we're back at camp and we're going to talk about one of the campiest movies ever written. Uh, Yeah. And um, if you guys haven't been following us on social media this week, um, we're talking about killer clowns from outer space. But I pretty heavily hinted at the fact that this was the movie that we were going to be talking about when we were recording for this week's episode. I'm Um, very excited because this is one of my all-time favorite movies. It was before I was born. uh Uh-huh. It was the year that I was born. Right. So this film is a 31-year-old lady. Oh. Uh, (laughs) Killer Clowns, Outer Space, 1988. Brought to you by the Chiodos brothers, who are iconic in themselves. Yeah, um, they're, they're masterful, masterful special effects artists. Right. So yeah. So um, 
you know, upfront, I never saw this movie before. I was very much aware of it. Like we have um, in our horror movie themed bathroom because duh. Um, Mm-hmm. We have this set of nine Valentines um, that an, an Etsy, we got it from Etsy, artist made, um, and they're horror movie theme. There's like a Chucky one, like, uh, you know, Will You Be My Doll, or like, or like You're a Baby Doll, or something. Regardless, one of the nine is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And it says, like, quit clowning around and be my Valentine or something. So, oh, those like, are good. But, like, I was very much aware of this movie. I knew what it was about. I knew the overall premise. You know, it was alien clowns coming from outer space and uh, not abducting, but harvesting humans to basically feed on them. And uh, that's all I knew going in. I had no expectations. Um, And, you know, it was... It was very, so like the first like maybe 15 to 20 minutes are a little bit rough, but then it was like super amazingly enjoyable the rest of the way through. Um, and we'll get into it. Uh, but I, it was just, I wasn't expecting it to be so well made. Especially for the $2 million budget that they had, because it was mostly spent on the special on, effects. On special effects, on set design. They, you know, they basically didn't have any outfit changes. Everything was as is to standard cops. They mm-hmm. probably spent a couple grand on that ice cream truck, which I absolutely adore. Thank um, God. Yeah, the Tenzi brothers, they are hilarious. Um, and they, they play the comic relief. I mean, they started out as stand-up comedians that just kind of you know, worked off each other's comedy, and then the Chiodas brothers cast them in in this role, or these roles, rather, and they just, I couldn't imagine anybody playing them any better than, like, Mike Siegel and Peter Lacasse. They're Mm -hmm. hilarious. Yeah, no, like, um, they really aggravated me, but, like, (laughs) in doing that, that meant that they were playing their characters properly, because... They just remind me of, like, those goofy dudes you went to high school with that, like, never got laid, but, like, always bragged that they did. And, like, yeah, like, and, like, for me, I never have any time for those individuals in my life anymore, which is why I was aggravated by them, because they're really annoying and, like, stupid and, like, one narrow-minded, you know, existence. Um, But, yeah, they, that's who they were. So they did their job in making me mad at them. Uh, where were we going with this? I don't know, I don't know. but the one thing that, like, they oh, they yeah. did a lot of practical effects, which was great. Um, if anybody is a consistent listener, knows that we are snobs for practical effects mm-hmm. in the best way possible. I mean, so at the end, it's not giving anything away, but the giant clown at the end, mm-hmm. they dubbed him Clownzilla. And to get the massive effect that, you know, he was huge. Charles Chiodo, who is one of the writers and directors, he played Clownzilla. Like, he donned that costume. They were both extras in this movie. Like, they really put their heart and soul into this. And this film wasn't even popular until years and years later when it started showing up on merchandise and apparel. And that's really what it 
was solidified as like a cult classic because the cover art is just so aesthetically pleasing. Well, yeah, I will say this. Um, Lay it on me. Like, it's like, it's nothing bad, but like, um, I never thought that I would find myself really loving the aesthetic that a clown was putting off. But these like, from outer space, like kooky, crazy kind of retro throwback, like bright 80s um, geometrical like pattern costumes and the the inside of the spaceship and Mm -hmm. all the neon colors. Like the entire time I was like, oh, um, this is my aesthetic. Right, like, if someone were to take a picture of the inside of your brain, it would probably look like this. And also, the other thing that, because of course I took notes, um, that I, that I wrote down about the, like, the, the spaceship and the, the crazy house is, like, I don't know if anyone has ever done a killer clowns-themed, um, haunted house before, (gasps) um, like I, or like if Universal has ever included them, I don't think they have because this isn't a Universal. Um, what what is the what is the industry word? Um, they don't own the rights to it. They don't own the rights to it. Yeah, um, but if they, for some reason, decided to do that, like I, we always debate on going to Florida for Halloween Horror Nights, and we usually don't go because one, money, and two, gross weather and humidity. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I would want to experience that. Very I've never much so. I've never gone to Halloween Horror Nights. My cousin Rob goes I think he goes every year. Mm-hmm. I mean he's gone the last couple years. I don't know what his plans are, but he always says it's a really good time and maybe that's something we can do maybe next year together. Because this year a hunty it ain't happening. It's not in my budget. No, and like because it's so expensive and like It ugh. is. I'm really trying to make thirty like my year of like doing stuff for myself so i think maybe we should do a halloween horror nights trip for my th- my 30th year not even my 30th birthday because then i'll be turning 31 pretty soon afterwards but mm-hmm. anyway it's on the agenda right. it's on the calendar we'll see what kind of money we can save but i'm in, fa- I'm, I'm in favor of this live your life girl yes queen yeah because nick and i nick myself um my wife I don't know if Arthur will want to go, but we're trying to, fingers crossed, plan our very first trip in January. And more to come on that once we have, like, actual details. And Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, um, right. That's why it's um, at the planning stage. Yeah, but so, um, in summation, uh, to round out this point, I just, I never thought that my aesthetic would be reflected so well in a outer space spaceship circus tent situation, but it was. Um, and this... I wasn't mad about it, to be quite honest. Did you, okay, so have you ever seen The Blob from 1958? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. I have very much seen did that. You, did you notice that this film was also referential of The Blob? Um... So there's, like, the beginning sequence when the meteorite space oh, you... clown... Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. ...crashes down. Yeah. And it's like, whoop, where'd this fucking, you know, clown circus tent come from? Old man with a dog hanging out in a cabin. Yeah, I did not put that two and two together, mainly because old man... Um, He's a doof. 
he's a weirdo kind of but then he started talking about how that you know there would be so many people coming to his property and he like mentioned how there would be hot dogs and tacos what a weird combo and i was like oh like that's a party that i would like to go to i mean Um, that's pretty much what's gonna be on the menu for my funeral birthday funeral (laughs) hot dogs and tacos where's where's the the wordplay is abundant and delicious. Mm. I'm just trying to impress you, and it's very I love difficult. It. So no, it's not. I am very <laughs> easily impressed. I am very easily impressed. He easily. said easily. It's like seasonal. Um, it's like seasonal. Uh, uh being impressed. Seasonal yeah. impressions. Seasonal impression disorder. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Also, seasonal um, impressions sounds like a holiday store that I don't want to go to. It definitely does. There's definitely like some like hippie mom somewhere that has a Ugh. store called seasonal impressions. It fucking reeks. Like it, it reeks, reeks like like, some like really fucking bad incense, and it's just burning all the fucking time. Or like I don't know if your grocery store gets them, but at Christmas time, ours Christmas time, Thanksgiving time, our grocery stores do like pine cones that are like coated in like cardamom and fall smells. Oh and no. It's, it's and, heinous. You know those cinnamon the cinnamon brooms? It's like that, but it's yeah. Those are the pine worst. Cones. Yeah. Who um puts that shit in their bathroom. Like, yeah. That's all I could think of is like I'm going to put these cinnamon brooms in my bathroom for a spooky time. And like don't get me wrong, I love all that stuff, but like in moderation, you know what I mean? Like I could use I would, a sprinkle of a cinnamon broom. I definitely could never work in an environment where there was just the constant smell of that. Oh no. Um, but yeah, so the other thing I was concerned about with the farmer dude um, was his dog's name was Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear, yeah. And like you can totally name your dog whatever you want, but the whole time I was just like is Disney gonna come after them for this? Because it's Pooh Bear and that's very specifically something that is Disney's. Um, I guess I they didn't. I but... don't think so because Disney wasn't the original owner of it. Oh, that's true. They're based on novels. Well, mm. books. Not really novels, but... Right. Um, anyway, so... So Pooh Bear gets abducted. Yeah. Pooh Bear, Pooh Bear gets eaten. Sorry, Pooh Bear. Yeah, I was very sad about that. His little handkerchief was left behind. But also, Um, speaking of handkerchiefs, we have dog handkerchiefs in the store. We do. and those For your very own Pooh Bears at home. Yes, they're they're popping. There's many designs. Um, There's there's 14. Yeah. Wrap wrap your fur baby's neck up in one of those and snap us a picture. Take him for a walk. Snap us a picture. Send it to us. We will blast that shit all over our social media. Um, and like, just like spread the fur baby love. Like everybody likes a picture of a cute little doggy or kitty or whatever alternative fur baby you have. We yeah. Don't care. Uh, ferret, um, raccoon. Um, uh, if you have a raccoon and you slide into my DMS with a picture of it, I will cry. That is, <laughs> that is honestly, a fact about me. If there is a teacup pig or a regular size pig, I don't care. I, the, I, the, I will cry. Is that a chicken? Is that a chicken? Kendall Jenner. Um, Kylie. So, whichever fucking Jenner it was. But um, it's one of the small ones. I don't, I don't know. know the small ones. Is that a chicken? That's a 
chicken. So this movie, also the Chiodos, Chiodo Bros, um, one of my favorite pop punk bands of all time, uh, named themselves after the Chiodo Brothers because they love this movie so much. So, you I know. Mean, it, is, it is a good movie. I was very uh, pleasantly surprised because I figured it would just be like full on like schlock, whatever. And it was like a very well made, very well designed, very well thought out, like you can see the attention to detail everywhere. There, um, and and in that kind of vein, I feel like I'm not gonna say the story suffered, but I feel like more detail was paid to the special effects than it was to the script. Um, and they relied yeah. a lot on the special effects to move the story along, which was genius and well done. But on the flip side, if that had not gone the way it was supposed to, this movie could have gone real bad. Right, yeah. Like, And I, I, I think that maybe the story wasn't, like, super strong. But it was, <laughs> like, I, I think the whole premise of this movie is more like, uh, what if this happened, you know? What if these creepy-ass fucking clowns from outer space fell to Earth? But see, okay, so one of the things that I really enjoy about this movie is that, like people saw saw it happening mm-hmm. and they weren't like in total disbelief they're like this is just fucking weird but also don't get kidnapped by these weird clowns that are going to um spin you into a cotton candy cocoon yeah which, which brings me to my next point um a question submitted by a listener mm-hmm. uh, would like to know approximately how much cotton candy would be required to wrap up the average size person. A lot. A lot. I tried to mathematically figure this out. I mean, I'm not a mathematician by any means, but like I was trying to figure out my um, baseline uh, algebra to figure this out. Yeah. Well, I also saw this question on the social meds. This was... Um, oh, did you really? Oh, I did. Because I did put out a request for questions and comments and... We got this one from from a certain listener who knows who she is. Um, And then we got one from, uh, it was a comment really, that um, basically like no one was mad that I hadn't seen this movie yet and it's okay and that clowns are freaky. Um, Which like, yeah, but I will say I found these clowns quite charming, but we'll get back to that. Because the matter at hand right now is how much cotton candy would it take to wrap up the average human? And there's a lot of factors going on here, right? Because number one, cotton candy is spun sugar, essentially. So are we talking about the amount of sugar? No. We're talking about the cotton candy specifically? Correct. Cotton candy specifically. So a lot. Like... (laughs) Right. Okay. So, like, how much do you, how much do you, like, surface area? Okay. So, when you get, like, a bag of cotton candy, right? Because they don't really put that shit on a stick anymore. So, like, that's a pain in the ass and it's, it's wasteful. Um, even though paper is biodegradable, but I digress. So, let's say you get about one square foot of cotton candy in a bag correct sure yeah i don't know but sure sure i'm guesstimating it's been a while since i bought cotton candy um 
there's no Jersey Shore here. I can't go anywhere to go get cotton candy that's fresh. Right. And uh, like, who, who are we to be going to a circus, at, you know, at any recent point in, in time? Mm, you know? No, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. So the average sized American woman is 5'4". I've done mm-hmm. this research. I've done this re- research implicitly because I am below average in height, and I just wanted to know how below average I am in actuality. The answer is four inches. Um, so the average American woman is five four. So you would need at least, hmm, I would say like twenty bags of cotton candy to probably cover you. But yeah. Yeah. See, the thing is, those cotton candy cocoons that the killer clowns from outer space spun. Ooh, that was good. Um, that's a tongue twister. Woo. They, they were like very dense because whatever space biomatter was included in them also turned you to goo. Yeah, that was gross and um. It was kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, so like human if goo. If we're talking about like if it's actual cotton candy and you want to like give yourself a cotton candy cocoon just to like see what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, like 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 twenty to twenty five bags probably, but like maybe five pounds of cotton candy. Because yeah, cotton candy's very light. If we're talking about like you know squirts from their uh, cotton candy gun or whatever, Super probably cool. like one satisfying long drag on the on the trigger button. You know, yeah, that's yeah. that's really the answer ultimately. I mean, it would have to be one continuous mm-hmm. um, thing because otherwise I feel like you would have a a gap and you're not yep. going to turn it into proper space goo. So, like, there you go. That's that's your answer, listener. And that that's basically our first and only question for <laughs> this episode's, um, I don't know, what should we call it? Like, peeps from the pumpkin patch? Oh, that could be. Alliteration. Peeps from the pumpkin patch. Um, Something like that. Peeps from the pumpkin gallery. Oh, the pumpkin gallery. Well, we're it's, workshopping. We're workshopping it. Regardless, every week now we are going to put a call out for questions and comments about the movie that we're doing. Um, and we want this to be more interactive and get questions and comments to highlight and feature. So, um so what, we're going to workshop the name regardless. What um, was your favorite part of this movie? Because um, like we said, there really isn't too much as far as story other than like this thing, this meteorite crashes to earth and then boop, clowns pop out. It's very terrifying because clowns popping out of the middle of the woods is, that's a no for me. Mm-hmm. Um, now living in the Midwest and we did have that clown scare here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So, so like, this is very relative to my real like, life. My, my question is, was the clown scare of recent history inspired by this movie? Like, with all these, like, quote, killer clowns? Or was that just, like, another viral thing that just happened? You know what I mean? Mm, I feel you know? like there... I've, I have conspiracy theories associated with this that if I were to utter them out loud, I would just sound insane. So I'm not going to bring them up. Are they but... just... Is it because they were just juggalos? They're just juggalos. No, that's far less crazy than I was thinking. <laughs> okay, but fine. I know juggalos claim this, and they're a big fan of this movie. Oh, okay. Because um, Silent J quotes something from this movie in one of their songs. 
All right. Well, shout out to all the Juggalos. Shout out to shout out to Juggalos. Um, I don't know any personally, but like, hey, if you're listening, that's cool. You do you, man. Like, do what you want. But um, no, Um, my conspiracy theory associated with killer clowns from Midwestern woods is um, that they were a diversionary tactic by the Republican Party. Oh my. I mean. That's far less outlandish than I feel like you could have gone, so... I feel like it was a diversionary tactic by the Republican Party while Trump was doing all of his weird shit uh, prior to the Republican National Convention, which happened in Cleveland, um, which was not a fucking good time while I was living here. But Mm. anyway... um, All right, so my favorite part of... Yeah, no... Shit is weird. Everything is weird right now. So That's the name um, of this episode. Shit is weird. <laughs> shit is weird. So my favorite part of this movie, I feel like my favorite part of this movie is like the whole amount of time where those five clowns that chase um, the people out, uh, like from the tent into town um, just start running amok because like, I don't know. Um, uh, to me, the most likable characters in this movie are the killer clowns. Like, they're just... I 100% they're, agree. Like, and I don't even think that, you know, it was set up so that we shouldn't like the humans. But, like, they're annoying, and I just don't like them. And we'll get into that. Um, but... I feel I, like yeah, the humans just, are, like, human stereotypes. Like, they're just they, yeah, terrible. Yeah, they basically are. They're just obnoxious and annoying. And, um, Jesus Christ, I just wanted to punch a lot of them in the face. But, yeah, the clown... Especially clowns... Officer Curtis Mooney, who, oh, you know, God. doesn't like anybody at all. So he likes to single out people and rough them up, which is, you know, unfortunately referential slash you know, uh, pretty much storytelling. Right. It's, it's, there is a position of power that police find themselves in and it is frequently abused. I'm not saying all cops are bad, but I'm saying there are bad cops. So, and Curtis Mooney is one of them. Curtis Mooney is a bad cop. Oh yeah. He's a really bad cop. He's just also a really bad person. Like he is miserable in his life and he needs to figure his shit out. But then, you know what? It doesn't matter because his life is cut short by a clown. So here nor there. But yeah, so I found the clowns very joyish. Joyish. I don't, apparently, yeah, it's I, joyish. I just haven't, I've forgotten how to use the English language. I found the clowns very joyous and very charming. And like almost like they have this grandeur and excitement about life that that's almost childlike. Um, and all of these things, if you really think about it, are aspects of what clowns are and, and what they were meant to be um, before, you know, the world perverted them into maniacs, like the one from Terrifier and stuff like that. But, like, these Art clowns the aren't the clown. Um, which that's such a bad movie and like don't ask me about it. No, I haven't even seen it because I know people who have generally not enjoyed it. It's like so bad. It really is. Like it's so disappointing. I'm glad you said that because now I especially don't care to see it. And I know people really do enjoy it. I'm just not someone that's going to seek out a clown movie that's not It Chapter 2. 
Take my right. three hours. I'm ready. I'm very excited for that. And I didn't really like the first one too much because I didn't think it was that scary, to be honest. But I am excited for the second chapter because it seems like they're going, like, no holds barred. Like It's going to be long. It's two and, hours, like, 47 minutes. I mean, it's a long-ass book and a lot right. of shit happens. And um, it looks like they're keeping closer to the book with the adult stuff that happens when they're adults than they did with the kids stuff. So I'm super excited about that because there's some fucked up shit that happens. That's what I've heard. And I've heard it from you that like, because the book is so long, that's why I've never read it. It's not that I dislike books or dislike Stephen King. Mm-hmm. I like both of those, but I don't have time for a thousand pages. It's yeah. it's And it's like, it's a lot. It's just a lot. And it delves into, like, real human issues and then, like, Pennywise taking them and, like, perverting them and being a fucking asshole and, like, terrorizing people with their true fears. Not just, like, you know, like, the boogeyman or things like that. But um, My, um, so, like, I was really apprehensive seeing the first one because they did recast Pennywise. It was originally supposed to be Nick Poulter from Midsummer and also We Are the Millers, which is one of my favorite movies. Um... And they recast him to whatever Skarsgård that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, not Alexander. Peter? Yeah. Peter Skarsgård? No, I don't know. Who knows? I think it's Alexander. No, Alexander's the one from True Blood. So then it's Peter? Who knows? There's a lot of them. They're like a Swedish film dynasty, basically. They basically are, yeah. They're like the Baldwins. Oh, that's true. Yes, they that's, are. That just reminds me of... Um, Except so more than one I of was, them is actually talented. So I know, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like really apprehensive and I was pleasantly pleased, although I was not scared, but I did enjoy the film for what it was. So a little tidbit about me. Scary movies, horror movies don't have to be scary for me to like them. They just no. have to be good. Right. A good movie is a good movie. But anyway, back to the other clowns at hand for today's <laughs> episode. This clown car. Um, yeah, so, like, I really liked them. I just, like, the whole sequence from, like, when they first realized, like, oh, let's go fuck shit up in this town until, like, Mike and David and whoever go to the carnival to, like, fuck the clown shit up. Like, all that stuff was just, like, so, like, charming and cute and... um Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, like, I just, I like the clown so much more than any of the other characters, and, like, it just, like, the, the, it reminded me of, like, in Hocus Pocus, when Sarah Jessica Parker says, like, you know, they're just running amok, 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 like, they're just running amok, Mm -hmm. they're just running a fucking muck, and it's really cute. Weeble wobbly clowns that their shoes are too big, and... They're just enjoying the terror that they're creating. Oh my god! They're and it's like and like they're enjoying it so much that it's like genuinely, like, uh, it's enjoyable to watch them it's, have it's, fun. Yeah, like it's very enjoyable. It's joy-producing for the person watching, but then also the manner in which they're causing a muck like is great so like first things first like i think the first thing that happens is there's that like puppet show like in the gazebo and um i was like wait is this a puppet show about consent in a 1988 horror movie could be 
And like the answer to that is yes. Um, I don't think that the lesson is something that anyone should take away and use in their real life because you shouldn't shoot and vaporize a person advancing at you. Um, but you should say no and you should make them go away. Um, and I thought that was like uh, ridiculous and exciting that it was in there and it made me smile. Um, so then also in my notes, I basically just like wrote down a list of fun things. Cause like they really took every tool that a clown has at their disposal and like made it into something fucked up, but like in almost a cute childish, funny way. So like the balloon animal dog that like they're using to sniff out Deborah and Mike or whoever the fuck his name is. Um, yeah. Mike tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. Why is his last name tobacco? So there's Mike tobacco. There's Curtis Mooney. There's, I think one of them was like something stone, Debbie Stone, maybe. Yeah, I don't like, know. What the last. fuck were you guys on? Like, like, but also, I 10 out of 10 really want Bethany Hendricks. <clears throat> I would like a Killer Clowns from Outer Space balloon animal dog tattoo. Okay, all right, <laughs> that would be that would be cute and easy enough. Yeah, just a little balloon animal. I think they're cute anyway. I've always mm-hmm. liked balloon animals. Yes. I can't make them, but I think they're cute. Yeah, so there's the balloon animal dog. There's the shadow puppet T-Rex that eats that whole group of people waiting for the bus. Um, Obviously, there's the cotton candy situation that become gooey pods of human liquid that they drink, which is really gross. Um, The popcorn that is like alien seeds. Like, I don't like, are they seeds and like they're growing new killer clowns or are those like potted alien clown plants like that I wasn't so sure on um and also in rounding out the movie at the end they didn't they didn't really um address what happened to those animal clown seedling popcorn things especially the ones in Deborah's bathroom and i am gonna call her deborah because she's such a fucking deborah i don't care that her name is technically debbie she's a fucking deborah shut up deborah um so yeah what what was your opinion on the popcorn situation like are they making more aliens or is that like specifically like a jack-in-the-box like venus fly trap little shop of horror like flower monster creatures i thought the popcorns kind of felt to me like a tracking device okay and then like, just happened. like i don't know right like because I, I feel like we'll never know because the intent of the popcorn was never really clear and i think they just went with it as like a quippy little thing that they could yes. throw in and be like oh here here's a circus feature it's like popcorn gun because like Because, like, the one, like, the guy, the one guy did intentionally put some of the popcorn into the dumpster. So, like, were they growing? Because by the end of the movie, there's, like, a shit ton of clowns everywhere, right? So were they all in that tent spaceship all along? Or did they grow more while they were there? So, yeah, you're right. That's another question that's going to be completely answered, but... You know, I thought that was another cool thing. So continue along. It could have even been set up to be a sequel and they just never 
right. had had the budget to do yeah. so. It's just pretty open ended. They never addressed it at the end. And the other thing is, like the the last closing seconds is them getting pummeled with pies that we're assuming came from the sky when the ship blew up. What are you doing with those pies, boys? But like, also. Those pies clearly turned that security guard into a pile of mush because they were like acid or toxic or something. So Mm -hmm. if those are the clown pies, then the main characters are fucked. We just didn't see them die because those pies going to eat through their flesh. Um, I feel like that was also a thing that wasn't really flushed out. There was no (sighs) consistency. That's my biggest complaint about this movie is that there's like really not a whole lot of consistency. But I think it's because they spent so much time on the visual effects that were really good that they didn't really have time to develop the story further. And I feel like they kind of just winged it. And I feel like the ice cream ice cream boys kind of um, ad-libbed a lot of what was going on. Gotcha. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I guess in retrospect now, thinking about it, there was a lot of things that weren't super fleshed out, but I, I just, I had a good time. So um, moving I, down. I had a good time too. I'm yeah. glad you did. Moving down my list of clown-related weapons and paraphernalia. Um, oh, the punching gloves when the one punches that dude's head right off. That was fun. Um the weird balloon cages, the one that like Deborah gets like put in and she's like, Oh my God. Um, oh my God. I'm stuck. Yeah. And then she said, I can't, I couldn't breathe in there. Bitch. If you couldn't breathe in there, you would have been dead already. You would have been brain dead. So like, shut the fuck up, Deborah. Um, is, that, is that medically accurate? That if you're trapped that, inside of a, a, a balloon cage, well, you, if, you're she just... couldn't, if she couldn't breathe in there and there was no oxygen, then that is very medically accurate. She would have been, dead as fuck um to be honest balloons are made of latex okay if you can't breathe in a latex prison then there's really not a whole lot anybody can do for you right and and like we don't know like was that a helium balloon probably not so like uh, yeah who knows um who knows things that weren't addressed by the chioto bros oh well um the crazy house i loved that that was really cool um the circus tent ship the clown car. Um, the thing, okay, so the thing at the end, I don't know if you played this video game, but uh-huh. the ice cream truck situation uh-huh. at the end reminds me very much of Twisted Metal, and I'm not sure if Twisted Metal is kind of like loosely based on that part of the movie. Oh, wow. Wow, yeah. Because that is, that is a clown ice cream truck. Right. What is that character's name? I have no idea. It's like, it's like something clown. I think it's like Twisted Clown or something. Twisted Metal Clown character name. Let's do a live Google search together. Needles Cane. Oh, okay. So not what I expected at all. No. But that's okay. That was a fun game to play, though. Yeah. Um, also, it's also been said that his name is Sweet Tooth. Oh, no, that's the other one. That's the bigger guy with the flame head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet Tooth. Twisted. Um, I've said it once and I've said it before. If PS4 slash 5, whatever. is. I know 5 is coming. But if they don't do a revamped Twisted Metal. They did one for for 3, PS3. Oh, I didn't they don't even know that. With it. mm-hmm. It's called Fate of Sweet Tooth, the Clown. Twisted Metal, PS3. 
Okay. So if there isn't like a revamp for the new PlayStation, they rioting. I'm not gonna riot. I'm just gonna um, grumble and complain on the internet. Okay, that seems that that seems appropriate. Yeah, I mean, twist. I I didn't play Twisted Metal until I was way older, but mm-hmm. I remember having I, I have this very specific memory of sitting in the basement of the Bernsteins who there was a girl in my grade, Lauren Bernstein, who um, in retrospect, I had this very fabricated forced crush on all throughout um, elementary school. Um, And I may have been a little bit too aggressive with it and like trying to make it a real thing. Like I would like try to kiss her and stuff, but you know, um, everything turned out fine. Um, I respected her boundaries. She is married with children or one child. Um, so it's all good in the hood. Um, but I remember having very specific memories sitting in their basement, playing with her brother, Twisted Metal, on the first PlayStation. I don't know if it was the original or the second one. Um, but I was always the ice cream truck dude. Always. Needles. Um all right, so yeah, so lots of clown stuff going on, and um, uh, I also really loved how the one clown turned Officer Mooney into a marionette doll. Like that was the one thing that I was like, "Oh, this gives me a creep," and the super fucked up because when he pulls his hand out and it's like all bloody, I was like, "Oh, okay, so like this is like." He's, like, actually, like, super killing this guy. Like, you know, he's dead. Yeah. Um, But, like, otherwise, they were just wrapping people up in cotton candy bags and, like, storing them to age, you know, in their, like, giant candy, cotton candy meat locker, you know? Like a a cured meat. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we should name this this episode not That's Fucked Up, but Cotton Candy Meat Locker. (laughs) I'm okay with that. So, um, so on yeah, that so, note, do uh-huh. you want to rate this? Um, well, okay, yeah, wow, I just had uh, <laughs> I was like, I don't think we're missing anything. No, we pretty much summarized this movie. These clowns are running amok, clowns are running a la Hocus Pocus, muck yeah. muck muck. Um, and Lots they're just shit happens, yeah, yeah, they're killing people. The film is sociologically relevant still now, continuously, very much. Um, you know, like there's like the whole like you know, like kissing like corner place, and all the teenagers go there. Debbie is obnoxious, and her name is Deborah in my mind because she's like the epitome of like white girl obnoxious. So oh, fuck yeah, you, Deborah. Um, Michael or Mike is problematic, you know, like. He was making jokes about gender and eating disorders and Oh yeah. There's like um, that whole thing about bulimia. Yeah. That I was like not a fan of. Um I also had a note that he is kind of a racist asshole. Right. Because he made that he did that Native American impression and I was right. like, Why is this happening? This is not necessary. Um I also loved how um the the clowns were killed by popping their red noses. I thought that was cute. Um, we've already talked about the ice cream brothers. They're just like, they dug all of their own graves. 
But I guess they made it to third base with those like female clown aliens, right? Because they were all sure. kinds of ravaged. Um, I did. There was one moment when Mike and David, the ex-boyfriend of Deborah's, were in the police car together, and 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 David says to Mike, "It's obvious she goes for laughs and not stability." And I was like, "Oh, this is like such a delicious, savory moment of." the ex-boyfriend and the current boyfriend meeting. Um, I really enjoyed that. And um, I wanted more of um, Officer Hansen that didn't suck. Eh, eh, whatever. He was like... I, he was out like of a, all the characters, he was like the least sucky, least annoying. Like, he tried to solve the weird mystery at hand. This yeah. was just like a Scooby gang of idiots. Yeah, he's very much... And like, yeah, it was just like... Honestly, it was like if we thrust typical American, stereotypical white people um, in the late 80s, early 90s into this ridiculous sci-fi situation, what would happen? I think that this is a very accurate depiction of what might happen. Um, I have one question for you before we do the official ratings. That's fine. Um, Do you have a favorite clown? Um... No, I like them all individually for different reasons, but I specifically like the one... I don't think they really had names. No, I don't think they really did. I know, like, the one that was good at hand puppets. Oh, my God. So, I don't remember... With the T-Rex that ate everybody! Yeah, so I I don't think they really have names, but um, my favorite, I feel like he had the most personality, um... And he was just like, I don't know, like, I kind of, I just liked him. Like, he made me smile. But the one, he had the neon green hair, and he's the one that killed um, uh, Officer Mooney and made him the hand puppet. Right. And he's also the one that almost was a child predator and lured that girl out of the burger shop. Out of Big Top Burger? Yeah, yeah, that one. Um, I just liked him. Also, they, had, they did have names, kind of, according to Wikipedia, but I don't... Whatever. Jumbo, Fatso, Shorty, Rudy, Spike, Sim, Bibbo, Chubby, Frank, Joe. <laughs> but, like, did they specify which ones those are? They're no. Just random no. names, so whatever. Jojo, um, except Jojo the Clownzilla. Oh, yeah, so yeah, that's... But yeah, so the... Neon green hair guy that was potentially a child predator is my favorite. Um, even though the description is not great and unsettling. Um, I just liked him. And I was very impressed that there was so much expression in the clown. I'm not going to say masks because they were probably apparatuses. Like there was definitely people inside those things. But I think it was like more of a... Um, live action turtles movie situation where like there was a bodysuit and then like an animatronic face an animatronic face where the the human's head was probably like positioned somewhere in like the mouth region and then everything mm-hmm. else above it did all the work for the expression so yeah i thought it was really fun and- i'm gonna i'm gonna toot my own nerd horn really quick so um i'm assuming you've seen return of the jedi correct um, that's one of the first three originals, right? Mm-hmm, that's the last one. Uh, then yes, I definitely have. Uh-huh. Okay, so Return of the Jedi, when 
uh, Jabba the Hutt is on screen. Jabba the Hutt is actually three people inside that suit. So there was one person that operated the facial expressions mm-hmm. with one hand. One person operated the tail. And there was another person in the middle that operated hands and stuff. Okay. So I'm assuming that it's similar in the apparatus that there is a short person. And and then, or maybe these clowns are slightly taller, you know what I mean? To accommodate a, a hand to operate the face robotics. Yeah, no, these were like, these were like, like drag queen clowns. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, who else was done the same way? Oh, Big Bird. Big Bird is operated the same way where he has a, a hand oh. apparatus in the face for facial structure movements. I, I did not know that, but we're learning a lot about puppets and beloved puppets today. That's nice. Yeah, there was actually a really good documentary that I've seen about Big Bird. Uh, well, actually about Carol Spinney, who is Big Bird or was Big Bird. He's retired now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's what I'm thinking about these clowns, that there's like uh, a robotics facial thing, like, you know, just like wires and stuff that move the facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I really... I was impressed and um, I liked it a lot. And I don't think it even had to do with the fact that I was going in with no um, expectations because I think like, even if you had like told me like over and over again, like you love this movie, it's so good. Like I would have still walked away from it and been like, oh yeah, now I know why she loves it so much. You know what I mean? Right, it's very different. It's good. It's yeah. different. It's different than most horror movies. I feel like it's one of the campiest movies ever written because it is kind of dumb, like in a good way. And like it's circus, it's like extravagance, it's hyper colored, um, over the top, like semi indulgent, like, you know, sweet treats and all the things. And like the circus is very much like, um, you know, up until the mid. 1930s 1920s when like bardom bought uh brought like circus to the masses like it was another one of those like attractions for the rich you know so um yes it's very much extravaganza and all that shit like that time we uh saw britney spears yeah, that was a fucking circus. And and not only because that was the circus tour, that was a fucking circus. And the Pussycat Dolls were there, too. Yeah, I forgot we saw that. Yep, they were there. They were the opening act. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's been a long time since we've seen that. That, so. was, that was a very long time. We were... That, that was a different lifetime. We were different people then. It was... That was a very long time ago. 2007, 2008? I think I was still in high school. Uh, yeah, I... Uh, had we grad- maybe we were seniors and something you like were that. sophomore you know, junior yeah something like yeah. that doesn't matter um anyway that's so yeah i like this movie a lot i'm glad that we watched it it made me happy um it's super campy um it does not take place at camp but um it's very much campy and fuck she, you deborah she campy she campy as fuck so um what would you rate this bad boy if you were to give it a rating um, I think purely because it made me happy and I will 100% watch it again, likely with you, you know, at some point as well. Um, I'm going to give it like a 4.5. Okay. 
That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna off, I'm gonna give it a four because okay. it's not my favorite, but it's it's really good. I enjoy it. It's a good time. Every time I've seen it, I've seen it probably three or four times. Yeah. So I mean, if I hadn't seen it super recently, I'd probably give it a, a higher rating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, you know, no. you know, I how feel she like. Works. I do, and I feel like the the uh, like I think something that I'd like to take into account as we move along and evolve and grow in this copulators divers podcast experience um, is take into account the rewatchability factor. You know? Oh, totally, totally. Um, and like this is a very rewatchable movie. Um, I've already yeah, because I've seen it within the last twelve calendar months. So. Mm-hmm. Like, this would probably be a really fun movie to watch while you are under the influence of cannabis. Cannabis or um, any other hallucinogen, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Or, or, like, even alcohol. Like, this could be a fun drinking game this, movie. I took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, if anybody has a killer clown drinking game, uh, we would love to feature it and let other people know about it you can send it to our instagram or you can email us um and that would be really super fun <laughs> to, right if we ever have a patreon or something we could do a video of us playing that game I but agree. I, I guess from afar we could both do it on our couches it's fine it's whatever um anyhow so that is a what that is a 8.5 out of 10 so That's that pretty is good. That's a pretty freaking high score. Um, what does the IMDb give this movie? Uno secundo, I'm Googling. Um, the, okay, so IMDb gives it a 6.1 out of 10. So we certainly give it a higher score than the IMDb. But, you know, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 77% and 83% of Google users like this movie. So we're pretty like much on par, like with 85, you know? Yeah. Pretty good. Um, yes, queen. Yes. Gaga. Um, I don't think we have any other points of business since we addressed it all at the beginning. Yeah. But, not, um, not in this movie, but I will say one thing. If sure. you are watching this movie on Amazon prime, when you, search for killer clowns from outer space there is a slew of other killer clown movies that comes up um and they're all trash but like in the good way so i would very much suggest if you're in the mood for horrible horror movies um watch some of those killer clown like there's literally a series called killer clowns um and they're just horrible because I did indulge in them by myself when I was bored a couple nights ago. That's fair. Um, and that's, that's just um, some advice or suggestions. Uh, and, you know, also according to Google, if you want to buy a bust of one of the killer clowns or one of the weird feed me seam or killer clown piranha plant things, both of those are available to you on Etsy. Um <laughs> Free Etsy plug, whoever wanted it. <laughs> I, I don't know the shop name, uh, but woohoo. Um, so, yeah, um, I think that is all for this episode. Um, as usual, 
we will be picking another movie for next week that is campy or set at camp or a mixture of the two. We will let you know as soon as possible so that you can have time to submit your questions and comments, etc. Those can be sent to us at copulators die first podcast at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram. We are at copulators die first pod pod. Um, other than that, uh, we wish you a merry week and um, watch out for killer clowns, I guess. Um, if a clown throws popcorn at you, definitely rid all of it from your body before you enter your house, just in case it's going to sprout into a Feed Me Seymour piranha plant. Feed me see more. Yeah. Um, and with that, pumpkins, friends, campers, keep on creeping on, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.